0: Dive in with code wingeeks 15 to save 15% off your first order at Toink.com.
1: of Wookiee Radio. It is The Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself. Mike, how are you guys doing?
2: Not bad, I suppose. That,
0: that sound, you made me have to engage my brain after years and years. That, mm-hmm. that slight
1: sound with your, of, with your topics. <laughs> that s- s- slight sound of silence scared the crap out of me thinking <laughs> I had errors again.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said off the air for some reason you're mm. you have more time uh, th- to sit in front of your computer right now than you've ever had in your life and it's running
1: the worst that it's ever has. Yeah, I know what I'm doing this weekend. Time to optimize. Woohoo. Yeah, we'll See, you mine's optimize that hard. prime. <laughs> it mine's usually
0: not that hard to do, but I don't have I have very little on my computer. I'm not even going to touch my external hard drive. Forget that thing. <laughs> it's got too much on it. Here mm-hmm. you on that. So My regular computer itself only has like a 250 gig hard drive, uh, <laughs> but I don't need a big hard drive on it.
1: So Check out the homepage, wikiRadio.net. Uh, going down the size supports our affiliates uh, like Biddy Boomers. Use code Geeks all one word, for 15% off your purchase. Get some great, great, great um, Bluetooth speakers from there. Uh, Also, too, as you heard in our opener, use code wingeeks 15 for 15% off your purchase at Toink.com. And we're going to start off the show like we always, like we we started to do uh, for the last few weeks. We have our picks of the week from Toink, and I've got the pick this week, and I got a really good pick. Uh, It is actually something that I own that I have gotten from Toink. I think it just needs to be shared. And it's on sale, too, which means you get an additional 15% off the sale price. And that's the Star Wars the Vintage Collection to Four Hallway Playset. Ah. And you can see my review on this on our YouTube channel at we be Geeks.
2: I actually received a package from Toink today. Did you?
1: Okay. Yes, I did. Was it the uh, 60th anniversary? Yes, it was. Isn't that? No. That blanket is pumped. Yes. I got mine. Yeah, it's really nice. I got mine Saturday. What was it? The 60th anniversary Spider
2: Man blanket. Ah. Really? And Star Wars related. I got a, a Darth Vader head um, planter with
1: fake plant. Oh, that's cool. For my Darth Vader collection behind me here. Oh, that's very cool.
2: <laughs>
1: that's going to have to be in the forefront next time we have them on the show. Have them on the show. Yeah, yeah. But, and I'll be covered in the blanket. Uh, but like I said, this week's pick is the Star Wars Vintage Collection Tantive Four Hallway, which is a really, really cool set piece.
0: Yeah, it looks really cool.
1: Very nice. Uh, just for a warning, you open it. Make sure you check everything because there's a, a little brown bag that has the foot pegs for you to place characters on to, to help ah. keep them stable on the hallway. Ooh,
0: they just added, it looks like this week or last week, a new um, item on here that looks really cool. Especially anybody um, having fall weddings coming up. The Han and Leia um, stemless fluted glassware, basically it's stemless wine glasses.
1: Oh, nice. I'm not done there. See, I, I knew exactly what I wanted. Oh, yeah. wow. Those are cool. Yeah. Imagine that for um,
0: bride and groom's glasses at a wedding. Yeah.
1: Very cool. So some honorable mentions there. Mm hmm. So you know what? This may be one of those weeks where I'll just put up all three of these since each one of us had one. So um, while we're talking toink and go ahead and hit collectibles, Uh, Hasbro released some info about new black series figures coming uh in time for the release or these will be released alongside the premiere of Andor will be uh four black series figures there's black series Cassian Andor Aldani mission um which looks like I, I almost want to say this is a sim- he's in an officer outfit but it almost looks like uh He may have been on a mud band. Yeah, it looks
0: like it almost is a uniform or something you'd have seen in um, solo.
1: Yeah, which I mean, that is the typical uh, officer's chest plate. But seeing the um, the armor, the shoulder and upper arm caps are are different. So I don't remember seeing seeing like General Veers wear that. But I, I do remember seeing that in um, in Solo, the officers there.
0: Well, the one thing I noticed also on this, um, if, when you go down to the next one, they're saying this Imperial officer dark times. So It's almost like this is a, they're counting. This as a different time than during the original trilogy. The uniforms could be a little different.
1: Um, Derek and I were talking about this last week on We Be Geeks when we first in, uh, talked about these. I have the Darth Vader retro figure from Kenobi, and I know the Darth Vader from Kenobi in the Vintage Collection. is both Vintage Collection and Black Series it says the same thing, it's Darth Vader Dark Times. So I'm wondering if that's, I wonder who's calling it that. Is it Hasbro or is it Lucasfilm calling this time period between um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, the dark times, just to generalize time period for, for the franchises coming out. The, I
0: don't know. I, I'm thinking this is coming straight from Lucasfilm. It, it gives them a, re, a way to um, differentiate what exactly the time, the time between Episode three and four is.
1: So That means Solo takes place because during post, the dark times.
0: Yeah, post Return of the Jedi is yeah, the word, yeah. you know what I mean. As of right now, right. Um, but I, I don't know. For me, I would like I would call it um, what I think a lot of the publishing has called it is Rise of the Empire. Right. The Rise of the Empire. When you get to the pre to the um tr- original trilogy, it is the Imperial Era. Yeah. But this would be the Rise of the Empire area the time, because they don't quite have a full grasp on everything yet. But it's getting there,
1: right? I mean, figure we're only ten years in, mm-hmm. ten, fifteen years in to the ring. You would think they would have some concept of what's going on. I mean, Dark Times sounds sounds fair. Interesting. I would I would think so. The, I would think the Bad Batch isn't taking place in the in the Dark Times. That's in the rise of the um, rise of the Imperial. Yeah. Era. So what was interesting, Derek? Give him a second. His studio one crashed. Ah, that's what was interesting. But um, while we're waiting for him to get back, there is a new shore trooper. Yeah, and I think it's funny um, depending on when it, what figure it was, and when it was released during Rogue One. These were called Scarif stormtroopers originally.
0: Yeah. I think they originally uh, Hasbro was calling them that, but if I remember right, everything out of Star Wars and Lucasfilm was that they're um,
1: they were shore troopers. Right. So, Derek, you're back. Not yet can you hear me. Yes, there he is. Love when the First Order tries to interfere with our our business. Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this is just good. This is just an interesting night for recording.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> um, we have moved. You were about to say something, Derek. Uh, I think talking about the either the Imperial officer or. Uh, oh no! I just,
2: I just, just for the fun of it, I looked up Star Wars Dark Times, and I didn't realize that there was a. Um, Dark Horse comic called Star Wars Dark Times. They came out and I think it said 2006.
1: Okay, hmm. that was before I got back into comics. Mm, me too. For Star Wars comics, sure. Because honestly, I didn't make my return back to Star Wars comics until at least 2010, maybe 2012. So what brought me back in was uh, Star Wars Knight uh, Errant by John Jackson, or John Joshua Jackson, Triple J. So, uh, does it say when what era the Dark Times comic took place in? I
2: uh, have to. I lost the page
1: I'd have to look it up again. Okay. And
2: see real quick here.
1: Um but moving on, the shore trooper, this is a partially new sculpt. The the waist area is new and I do have it. And it is a new paint. Uh, I did find that out there as we were talking about. It. Uh, I did a mo- little bit more research. This is a new paint for the Shore Trooper.
2: Total new painter.
1: Uh, it, mm. Yeah, everything's a little darker. It's not as mm. sandy as um, the Rogue ones. Plus, the uh, battalion marking is different uh, with the shoulders. Plus, he's carrying a different pistol than what was mm. than um, what the first two were, uh, and this pistol is more. Uh, along the same colors as the uh, as the armor, like I said, with the waist, there's a new sculpt there because there is a holster for him to put pistol. Mm.
0: But you gotta think this is also uh, um, in this show. It's gonna be in a different location. This is probably an earlier. I mean, it may only be a couple of years, but it's still maybe an earlier trooper.
1: Yeah, uh, this is one I definitely will consider getting into my collection because it is a rogue rogue one era and inspired armor with the series being a tie in or spin off of Rogue One. Uh I will probably continue. Whatever armor pieces come out of indoor, I will I will add that to uh to my collection. So I have I have been absolutely fascinated by the the armored troopers out of this group. Uh up next, which wraps up the four is Imperial Officer Ferracks. again, similar similar look to the mud band.
0: Yeah, there there is a lot of that um like, longer
1: code underneath. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll find out here in a couple of weeks who Ferex is. Uh, maybe. Apparently. Maybe ho- more than a couple of weeks. Hopefully, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe. Depending <laughs> um, yeah, on when he shows. But I, I love how you know, he has you know, he's in the black outfit, black Imperial outfit, and his armor is the black armor, similar to what um, Cassian's wearing. Whereas the other times we've seen officers in the armor, the armor almost matches the same color as their, their uniform. So, uh, I, I it's kind of cool seeing, seeing that. that, that's where we're getting two out. But I'm also curious too, uh, with the actual Imperial officer, what the cloak is, because that's the first time we're seeing this type of cloak too, with an officer outside of Krennic.
0: I will say Krennic had uh, the cloak going. Yeah. Well, that may be part of, like I said, this time the uniforms of this time, and also. um, Yeah, maybe. Really, if you look at um, the original trilogy, which is the only reference we have other than Solo. Right. There were very rarely did you ever see an officer outside anywhere. True. Very true. Because if you think about it, think back. All the officers we saw in the original um, or in um, A New Hope were either on the Death Star or on a ship. Right. And we saw some officers on Hoth, but really not outside. They were um on the adat or on the um, Star Destroyers.
1: Uh I thought there was one that – I don't believe it was Veers, but I thought there was one other that was in um Echo Base.
0: Yeah, but he would have been in um Snow Gear, if anything. I don't think there was any on yeah. the, actually in the base itself. Because Vader had his stormtroopers and I think that was it. I don't remember. I don't you I could be wrong, but I thought I've I i did not go to Return of one. the Jedi. The only time you saw anybody that was not on an Imperial ship That was an officer was on the shield base. And then they're all inside on the shield base. So this may be part of the regular uniforms for the officers, but we never saw them outside.
1: Right. Well, and this this could uh, this cloak too could be uh, environmental protection like a a rain poncho or Mm -hmm. or trench coat or something. We don't know, but it's a cool look. Yeah. And as I mentioned on weebie Geeks, because of these officer looks that are coming out, that almost may be another thing to, God, I hate to say it, try and collect on, on the Black Series. Your wife doesn't listen to the show, does she? Good luck. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, she that doesn't. is smart. Yeah, I've got, got to ask, Derek, does Nancy listen to the shows? <laughs> no. All right. Of course not. Don't don't no don't spill spill anything when we get together on the twenty eighth. Vicky
0: doesn't listen to the shows, but she usually listens to at least one side of it. (laughs) She's in the other room, um, getting ready to go to sleep. Usually, when I'm recording this
1: uh other two figures that were in were announced um new gaming greats black series figures which these have been cool as well and the gaming greats could be something worth trying to go back and collect just the gaming greats set but they're slowly starting to release the gaming greats in vintage collection and i at this point in time almost rather get them in vintage collection than black series but uh, gaming greats battle droid Uh, This one is a little different. Uh, This one's inspired by the appearance in Star Wars Republic Commando. So it's like an all white, all gray um, battle droid. And he will fold up into uh, transport mode as well. Oh, nice. So, um, battle droids may be another one worth, I don't know. I I would potentially consider getting the battle droids. I mean, I've got one that came with, uh, the wave two droid set for, um, galaxy's edge and it's not a bad looking piece, but seeing the different paints and different markings on them, there really isn't a lot of sculpt change to them. Battle droids could be a fun set to get, but I go back to something that Derek has said, Where's the, where's the Droidica? Where's, yeah. Where's the Droidica's out? Where is the... Where's the... Nope. Where's the Black Series Droidica's? At this point in time, I don't even think there's been a super battle droid made. Well, with
0: the Droidica's,
2: maybe... just think
1: there was a super battle droid.
0: Well, with the Droidica's, it could be they're a lot more complicated to make them be able to transform between the two different sides. I mean, they can do it, but to make it realistic without breaking pieces off...
2: So all they... Do is talk to the Transformers wing at Hasbro and see how they do it. (laughs) No, no,
0: no. Transformers are a totally different company. (laughs) Yeah. But actually, it was what? Three companies originally? At least. Yeah. Before they stole them and brought them over to America?
1: (laughs) Uh, There has never been a Black Series Super Battle Droid. (laughs) They have been Battle Droid, uh, the B2 Series Battle Droids, regular Battle Droids. Who cares? Those. I know. I don't even know if the we've Army got... The builders care. I don't even know if Man. we've gotten the Assassin... I don't think we've gotten the Assassin droids either in Black Series. Probably not. Closest we've gotten is BT1 and then the IG series. We haven't gotten the others. I know they've been in the vintage collection. They're like the ones that we see in, in the Clone Wars. But nope, it's a shame. Mm. That's, a, that's a real shame. So, uh, But the other gaming great... was released is the rocket launcher trooper which comes from uh jedi fallen order ah yes and there there's been quite a few gaming greats that have come from uh jedi fallen order
0: this is a great game it is yeah uh
1: because we've had uh a second sister no we had second sister i think so i don't remember uh we've had second sister we've had the scout troopers um cal himself is a gaming great release along with his regular black series figure. Um, I think the Jedi Purge Trooper we've had, um, there's been quite a few from Jedi Fallen Order. So, I mean, great, great series, great, great line there. Uh, definitely something if you want to go the gaming greats line, there's some great stuff there. Um, and of course, you could get the majority of the gaming greats just from. For Fallen Order, just with the uh, game, most of those characters are in the game greats line. So, uh, if I had somewhere I had a link where I can't find it, there was a site that had a breakdown of the Black Series figures, and you can break it down by movie and by game type scenario, you know, the gaming greats, and then even within the gaming greats, I think break it down by the game they were from, which was I'm pretty sure cool. you can find that somewhere online, yeah. So, uh, but we had been asked a question on Twitter from shield fan 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, he initially said, what was our five favorite planets in Jedi fallen order? It's a nice segue here. Go from the rocket trooper into
0: there's only like six planets on it.
1: There's seven planets in the game. Okay. So I changed, I said, tell you what, we're going to do our top three. So
0: and that wasn't easy to do. Cause I, I've not even uh, played the game for two to three years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. This I had to go time. back and look them up. So uh, tell you what, I think I may, I know we're, we're in the galaxy far, far away, but I think I might be able to borrow Thursday from uh, from Terra to help us with this because um, J six is or J is not working yet. He, he's coming. The Jawas have been really slow getting us new personality programming for the for J seven. So it's a slow process. Uh, but Thursday, if you would please. Number three. So what is y'all's third? Favorite. Uh, flip to the list and remember. Uh, and, uh, ah, there. I will start off this round with Eric. Uh,
2: I'm going to go with. I think number three. I'll go with Uh Baraka. Okay. Which is the uh the planet with the ship the ship graveyard, which we
1: also see in Bad Batch. Yes, I thought that that planet was a, a lot of fun to explore. When I did my um, test for the Star Cruiser to see was one of these three question tests. I forgot, uh, it like Buzz or whatever Buzzsprout type survey thing. Uh, it was a three questions quiz. It paired me up with Baraka initially before I before I personally changed it over to Narshadah.
0: I don't know. Baraka was okay, but that for me, is like it was cool seeing all the stuff there. But <laughs> you have a whole lot of um, basically playing a small part of a cinematic movie in that one, if I remember right. Yeah, A lot of just reacting as things are happening.
1: Yeah. So, Cam, what was your second or your uh, My third? Your third.
0: Uh, I think I went with Elam. It was fun to one the ice caves and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, one, that was okay, but I didn't enjoy it as much. I think I get enough snow in real life. <laughs> yeah,
0: well. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling, too. You can relate, Ken. (laughs) I can relate real well down here. Uh, I don't want to hear from you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, no kidding. My my third favorite was uh, Ogano. Uh, It's the first planet you really get to explore after Bracca. Of course, that's where you get probably the best character in the whole game, BD1.
0: Overall... Bogano is probably the most annoying planet on the whole place, though. Too. Yeah, because the entire day, you <laughs> go back three or four times because you can It's one of those that no matter what, when you're playing on the Bogano, you can't get there from here. Yeah, yep. you don't have the abilities to get to where you want to go. Yeah, yep. That's probably my least favorite of all the planets.
2: Yeah,
1: I kind of agree with you on that one. <laughs> well, like I said, for me, you know, for a top three, you know, I liked it because again, you get BD one there and just the. Anytime you get new abilities or whatnot, you get, you know, I'm not a big gamer. So I saw it as a great place for me to truly test, test out the new abilities without it being life I mean, completely life threatening. <laughs> so, uh, number two, how about you Ken? start off with number two, the
0: toss ups, uh, but I'll go with, um, uh, Dathomir. Okay. This Zabrak and Night sisters are always fun um, in anything we've had them in, and this one had a kind of a cool story to it about um, and it involving the Night sisters and the Revenant.
2: Yeah, I found Dathomir to be too too much of a pain in the butt. Okay, well, where did you- it was cool and all, but it was like I didn't. It was one of the planets, like I. I after I did, the, you know, a lot of the main story, before I went to the end, I went back and I tried to get everything. And that one was just the most difficult one to get everything on. Right. So I, mean, I it? liked it and all, but I just, it was my least, the one I least wanted to go back and revisit. What was your number two then? My number two would be... Uh, Zepho I had fun with that one. That was my honorable mention.
1: I, I will agree with you with Zeffo. As much as a, that was a pain in the butt caused me to have to restart from the beginning because I I went <laughs> too f- something. What's that? You did it in the wrong order or something, didn't you? Yeah, I I made a oh, wrong Oh that's right, yeah. I made a wrong turn and put myself into into an area that i wasn't ready for yet and i I got (laughs) caught in the endless loop of the the ice tunnel slide and i couldn't advance anymore because i wasn't far enough long to to get to that point so i was stuck in a loop and i couldn't go backwards back into because once i crossed that zone i was i was locked out so i i have yeah it didn't
2: keep dropping you on the slide
1: yeah, I get to like one of the one of the jumps and it wouldn't let me, no matter what jump, there was no place to jump to. It was like empty spot because it was uh, after the big hairpin, big hairpin turn. Mm-hmm. And y'all kept saying, you got you to gotta go to the left. Well, I went to the left <laughs> or set up to aim to the left <laughs> and there was nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I absolutely screwed up here. So yeah, I think I think because you had you needed one of your
2: force powers that you didn't have yet or something.
1: Yeah, like that. Yeah, I I, I went past the uh, it's the first time you you deal with the um, steam jam or steam ramps that are mining the cliffside. Oh yes. I went that direction a second time when I wasn't supposed to. When I went back to the planet, and I ended up going past and down that whole cliffside when I wasn't supposed to, and that's where I screwed up. But I agree. Uh, for me, my number two was Zepho as well. Uh, I mean, it was gorgeous looking planet to, to play around. Uh, yeah, it was challenging. Yeah. Um, but the different, but the tomb itself that you go down into as well was was pretty impressive. Yeah, I like that. That was a lot fun. So. Number one. This is gonna be me. I'm gonna start us off on this one. Um, Sheik was really cool. That was mine also, um, and mine as well. <laughs> I had a feeling it was gonna happen. Yeah. The whole hijacking and piloting and at at to you know we finally get to meet the. Uh, oh, I remember.
2: first <laughs> troopers. I remember. I remember when um, Ken and I had already gotten through that part. And you weren't there yet, and we were saying, "Oh, you're gonna love that," but oh, we won't yeah, tell you what be it my was.
0: my favorite part of this entire game. <laughs>
1: well, I I loved how going through, you know, getting into the ad at, and there's that one ad at you enter the. When you get into the add at you start off in the back and you work your way through the through the right, the yeah. vehicle. Uh finally we get an idea of what the interior looks like. A, a mm-hmm. Very good. And I love the fact that the back of the back of it has all the speeder bikes in there as an option. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I
2: had
0: the
1: speeder racks. Yeah. That was really cool. So if they could put regular speeder bikes there, they could probably put the, the bark uh, the bark speakers back or speeders back there. Uh imagine what else you know, they could do one side bark speeders and another side with some other either vehicle or uh, weaponry or something. For I mean that whole section is so customizable. I'm sure they have many different depending on where they're
2: taking the ad ads. I'm sure they have yeah. different variations on what they
1: pack in there. Right but you know the the main center sections having the, the different levels, so cool. um I think it's because of this game, they really took the uh, visual dictionary to task with the ad at and really give it to us <laughs> big time since we don't see a lot of it at all in the films, yeah,
0: you see a little bit of the cockpit around General Veers.
1: yeah, right. And a little bit of the hallway, at the neck area—that's about it. But this is also the first place we see the purge troopers too, mm-hmm. and we deal with our first inquisitor as well. If I remember right,
2: I don't remember exactly. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it. I know there's we, an was, inquisitor at the at the top of the yeah, light tree, but I don't remember. If that, yeah, I think that was
1: the first one, maybe. Uh, I, I don't we remember. deal with the ninth. The ninth sister is here. But the second sister is who we chase most of the game. First, chasing you most of the game. But I love how you know we got the great tree. Yeah, this I really loved how they handled Kashyyyk. Yeah, hmm. so. Even down to the bunker and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's where we get Saul Guerrero. Yeah. I believe we got Chewy as well. Mm-hmm. No. I don't remember. I don't think so. Mm, no. I, don't think, I think we got so, no. maybe Tarful? Yes. Tarful. Tarful. There. Which that needs to be a gaming great Black Series figure. Need Tarful.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised
1: it isn't yet. The only time we've ever gotten Tarful was uh, Revenge of the Sith figures, three and three quarter inch. Um,
2: uh, yeah, that was also the level that had um, you get to
1: free Wookie prisoners and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, that's our that's our top three for each one of us. Uh, have you guys watched Light and Magic yet on Disney Plus? Not yet. I oh, want to. Nope. nope. It's on my list. Oh, that means I can't. Yeah, I just haven't had a ch- time to yet. That means I can't do the next story I want to do, but we can save it for later. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I gotta ask which one of you guys bought it. But Han Solo's blaster sold for over a million dollars at auction.
0: It wasn't me if I had a million dollars to buy that blaster out of I have a lot of other things I would have
2: first. <laughs> yeah i know right
1: <laughs> if, I, if i ever win one of these huge jackpot lotteries i am buying a star wars movie memorabilia from one of these auction houses oh, i would point, love to at some point i will own a piece of the movie but yeah uh according to TMZ, the last surviving screen used blaster just sold at auction for more than one million dollars Prop sold at Rock Island Auction Company was initially estimated to sell for around 400000 but the final price was $1,057,500. Wow! Yeah, uh, the blaster, officially referred to as the DL44 heavy blaster, was one of three used during the filming of the first Star Wars movie, and is the la- was the last surviving model. Wow! Uh, the blaster is made from a Mauser C96 firearm that was converted to a non-firing weapon for the film. Um, the cell of the blaster was part of an event for collector firearms. Interesting. Uh, Rock Island Auction Company. Strictly specializes in the auctioning of antique and collector firearms and militaria. So arguably one of the most iconic firearms in movie history. Uh, This one was in fine overall condition and is converted to a non-firing for blanks only. Which makes sense that they would have had blanks in it for, for reactions. Yeah. Uh, the description of the auction lot also notes the plaster came with a Han Solo photograph signed by Harrison Ford. Cool. Okay, so hey,
0: that's at least worth a hundred dollars at a uh, from an auction or from a um, convention. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the plaster. Oh, no, Harrison Ford. That might be a hundred fifty dollar autograph. So the Blaster did sell for 400000 and the Harrison Ford autograph was $600,000. 600,
2: You'll never 000, find him at a
1: convention anywhere. Six hundred six hundred and fifty-seven thousand yeah. five hundred dollars
2: still. Did it come with a certificate of authenticity?
1: I'm sure it did. <laughs> uh, it
0: turned back to the auction house with was signing Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford.
1: <laughs> 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 Apparently, earlier this year, a vintage unopened VHI. VHS copy of Star Wars was put up for auction and had been expected <laughs> and have been expected to bring in $60,000 uh the tape a 1984 first release of Star Wars New Hope been rated uh, near mint 8.0 B by VHS DNA and included a gray tape head, a first edition stereo only red label and a 1984 sleeve and first edition CBS Fox watermarks. Um, it had previously sold at auction for $57,000. Uh, other VHS copies of the original no, 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 trilogy. The
0: guy that bought that and opened it up and dropped it into VHS t- or VCR <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: other VHS copies of the trilogy still have the shrink wrap on it this supposedly was still um, unopened so I'm assuming it had the shrink wrap yeah uh, other copies of the original trilogy were also included in that auction, and was expected to go for between ten and twenty thousand dollars. Wow! So I
0: have copies of all three of them. I mean, they're not in near nearly main condition, but I believe I have all three of them on VHS. I just got to go through my boxes. So, so, you're, so, are they first editions? Well, they're all the they're all the CBS Fox. I don't know what edition it is, but mm-hmm. actually, I think I have one of them up here, right above me here somewhere.
1: So there we go. Wait, a minute, wait a minute. So could this mean any any others that are VHS could be minimum two thousand bucks?
2: I don't know him. I wonder. I wonder how much I could get for the uh, the copy my dad made <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the handwritten label Star Wars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to tell if they're first edition or not, but
1: uh, maybe the covers. Covers is a big part of it.
0: I got right there. Just the light. That may be In Star Wars, that's Jedi. That may uh,
1: that may be close to eighty
0: four. Ah, well, I can find I can find the date on it here in a second, but and then I got too much glare. There it goes. The ones. <laughs> Let me see if I can find a date on the back of it here somewhere. This one says copyright nineteen eighty, but that doesn't mean that's when this was put. Out. Oh, there it is. CBS Fox nineteen eighty four. Wow. And Jedi was eighty six. Okay. So. I got a, like I said, I have in a box somewhere, I have the original New Hope also. These I got uh, two years ago at the flea market for a buck a piece. Yeah.
1: Gotta love the flea market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Best bargain you ever got.
0: (laughs) They're probably working VCR. So, Um, So this is, um, I want to put those in and actually watch through them again because it's it's the closest you're going to get to the original release. Other than because even like the uh, Blu-ray original cuts that are on there and stuff aren't the actual original cuts. Right. But then again, we'll never have the, the original theatrical cuts because even then it's like, which theatrical cut did you have?
1: I I got closest with the uh, bonus disc the, when they re-released the DVDs the second time.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that. I don't think I got
1: that set. And that's got the it's close to it's unaltered. But I think in order for them to do it, they had to take it from a laser disc to burn it to DVD. Mm. And and it's the 2.0 stereo. It, it, it's you know, straight stereo. It's not surround. So it's all the original audio.
0: I also part. have sitting here the box set here the widescreen
1: vhs box set i have the box set that's oh, yeah that's the silver one correct yes well
0: it's the gold one was regular script was regular it was full pa, screen. Was pan and scan the widescreen was the silver and then this i believe is dvd or is this yeah this was the original dvd box set the silver
2: yeah i have that wow
1: pan and scan i forgot all about that
0: <laughs>
1: See, I have, I have that VHS set. I th- no, Yes, maybe. And then I have the one, then I had the one before that that had the, uh, remastered audio where it was.
0: This one is, um, was, yeah, this was 97.
1: Yeah. because uh, the, the other one that had the first remastered audio had, um, Vader was on return of the Jedi. Yoda was the cover for empire.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This was the first release of the special, special edition.
1: edition. Yeah. So the other one was the last release of the unaltered. Yeah. Uh, unaltered. Oh, you can't say unaltered. <laughs> the, okay, unal- the pre-special edition. Mm-hmm. Unaltered video. Uh, remas- oh Wow. Remastered <laughs> audio. I opened up this DVD
0: box set. I still have the original receipt sitting in here. It's. Uh, I don't know why. But it was tucked in with it (laughs)
1: 25 bucks
0: No it was 50 almost For the It was the uh, Trilogy box set
1: I remember going to Walmart to, to get the DVD set. Uh, and I also picked up the, the three um, action figure sets that went with them that they did to commemorate the films. And if you were able to get the get them get, the, get there... I mean, I literally left the house because my Walmart was open 24-7 at the time. I, I literally went right before midnight and watched them cut the, the shrink wrap or all of it. And there was... There's maybe seven, eight of us there. And uh, that was pre scalper. So, I mean we all, all of us got the opportunity. I mean, it, it was one of those, we all got the luxury of getting a full set of the figures and the film and whatever version of the films we wanted. After that initial uh, of all of us there, if anyone, you know, everyone asks, are you getting more? Like, yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with what I have. I'm fine. No. A few people went back and bought more or picked up more to, to add to their, their collection because they probably had a set that they were opening and a set that but I, I don't think I saw anyone with more than two sets, the figures at that time. So different time, pre-scalpers. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the day after we record is Disney Plus Day. So we're hoping to get a lot of Star... Hopefully, there's quite a bit of Star Wars news. And then uh, this weekend's D23. So I'm just hoping we get even more Star Wars news at D23. Um, but Star Wars Accolade adds Jody Turner-Smith to to the cast. Uh she was in the in the projects Queen and Slim and White Noise. Uh and she is adjoining Amandala or Amon, Amandala. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
1: L's throwing me. I wanna say Amanda. I'm hoping that's a typo. No, it's amandala Uh Steinberg was in this project Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, that just recently came out. Yeah. Uh, and this is a series from Leslie Headland. Uh, the co- Emmy-nominated co-creator, co-creator of Netflix's Russian Doll. Oh, I love that show! So uh, it's being described as a mystery thriller. How thrilling! <laughs> uh, and we'll take <laughs> the audience into. Well, keep going. Uh, take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. In the final days. <laughs> yep. So um, you
0: got to think the High Republic novels all were pretty much mysteries, also
1: yeah and we're we're entering phase two so if this comes out next year i wonder if this will help wrap up the end of if it's late next year i wonder if it will help um wrap up phase three of high republic which would be cool if it does so uh according to edland uh a lot it's set before the fall of the jedi era uh and it takes place a hundred years before the events of episode one okay Um, a time when the Sith are believed extinct for a millennium. Wrong. Uh, A lot of those characters haven't even been born yet. Uh, We're taking a look at political and personal and spiritual things that come up in a time period we don't know much about. My question when watching The Phantom Menace was like, well, how did things get to this point? How do we get to a point where the Sith War can infiltrate the Senate and none of the Jedi pick up on it? Like, what went wrong? What scenarios led us to this moment? Uh, Dark
0: side clouded everything
1: in this age of enlightenment uh helen added the jedi uniforms are gold and white and it's almost like they would never get dirty they would never be Mm -hmm. out and about the idea is that they could have have these type of uniforms because that's how little they're getting into skirmishes Mm -hmm. so it'll be cool to see a lot of the costuming that we've been seeing Mm -hmm. in the comics and on the covers of uh the books get brought into this
0: it'll also be cool to possibly see where um or if any of the characters from the books and comics show up in this.
1: Yoda's a possibility.
0: Well, let's, I don't yeah, even yeah. count that because it's Star Wars. They're going to put Yoda in it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I the character, but he's kind of everywhere. Yeah. He's like, they even figured out how to put him in Mandalorian.
1: True. <laughs> but he is a character that would be old enough to make the transition through. Yeah. Because he still ended up in the sequels.
0: It, we could see Tarful or some of the um, Wookiees.
1: They're, the Wookiees are all a couple hundred years old. Yeah. See a very young, a y- even younger Chewy.
2: I don't know. Mm, maybe. I, don't know.
1: I think so. I think we could see a very young Chewy. Be like an adolescent. So um, then to kind of wrap it up for the week, there was a quiz that I thought we should take. I don't think we've done this quiz. Which Rogue One character are you? We done this yet? I don't think so. So go,
0: It's probably on StarWars.com, right?
1: It is. Give me a second. I will send you guys the link.
0: I saw it earlier. That's link. why I knew where it was. I didn't link. take it yet. So I got it. So we'll take it
1: now. Let me know when you guys are there.
0: I think I took this on my own like two weeks ago or a week ago or something
1: like that. But I don't remember. Let me know when you guys are ready.
2: I'm going now. I got it. Loading loading i am ready okay yep all
1: right what is your wait a minute oh there we go. okay what is your i'm ready what is your greatest strength survival instincts sarcasm (laughs) keen observational skills lofty aspirations
0: (laughs) i smell oh wait no (laughs) Mm
1: uh number two how would you describe yourself a person on a mission just trying to keep my head down good at following orders a natural leader number three what do you like to do for fun so solve puzzles target practice take a long relaxing baths tack tackle, (laughs) DIY projects
2: at first I read that I saw I saw it as tickle and I was like tickle DIY what does that mean I'm like
1: oh (laughs) hey now uh number four (laughs) What subject w- What subject would you devote your life mm. to studying? History, politics, religion, engineering. Hmm. Yeah. Ready to move on? No. Number five. What is your greatest fear? Losing something important to me? Failure. Fear is the path to the dark side, losing all hope.
0: No hope, no hope, no hope at all.
1: Oh <laughs> wrong franchise. <laughs> Number six, how do you respond to a friend in need? What friends? I might show up to help at the last minute. I'll do whatever it takes to help. I have to look out for myself. Number seven, who would you trust most on a mission? Cassie Nandor, Bail Organa, Jen Urso, or Bodhi Rook? That's a tough one. Number eight, how do you respond to a fight with whatever it takes to win? With a snarky remark, by finding a diplomatic solution, I don't back down. Number nine, which Star Wars character would be your greatest nemesis? Tarkin, the Emperor, Krennic, or Dooku? Mm -hmm. Dooku just seems out of place in this. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. What is your favorite color? Blue, red, white, or black? Hmm. Let's reveal answers. Ken, who'd you end up with?
0: I guess I am Saw Guerrera. Oh, okay. You're willing to sacrifice comfort for a cause you believe in and you surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Save the rebellion, save the dream. So
1: okay. Derek, who did you end up with? I got the same thing. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um sorry we're not going three for three i got you are cassian Andor. your experience commands respect <laughs> and you're almost always able to keep cool head under fire and complete your mission take a bow captain i was hoping i was going to be k2so i was not expecting get cassian i was definitely not expecting saw so yeah i wasn't either so yeah that was fun little quiz their quizzes aren't bad yeah yeah it's fun so fun little thing uh, any final thoughts, guys?
0: Nope. Um, actually, I got one real quick, and um, the other one that we can talk. It's something we can talk about next week, possibly. But uh, bring this up so we got know where my reference is.
1: Yeah, I think the other one we may be able to tie in after uh, announcements from Disney Plus and D twenty three.
0: Yeah, this is um kind of a short one but Dragon Con was this past weekend and of course Jim Cummings was there and for Star Wars fans Jim Cummings if you remember is the voice of Hondo Anaka My well I guess he characters. was up on stage at a panel and um, he was actually asked since he's been in Clone Wars and rebels and uh, there's um, what is there a possibility of him reprising the role for either live action or in the bad batch which he actually says um, when, uh, when asked if probably yes and yes, but they haven't talked to me about it. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I'm there. I'm, I ain't going anywhere. So th- <laughs> it sounds like he's excited. He wants to do the role more. Yeah. Um, well, they also, he continues with, um, they asked, as for
2: what oh, the it's a great role.
0: Yeah. Well, as for what character he would want to interact with the most as his smuggling character. Cummings responded that um, in his Hondo and Naka voice, he responded with, it definitely would be Ahsoka. That poor kid misses me. I can't deny her of me. (laughs) And then he added, (laughs) jokingly, uh, can you believe he didn't put me in um, the Mandalorian? Whatever. My girlfriend was in it. (laughs) So He wants to be in more stuff. That that is one of the coolest and most fun characters we've had coming out of um, original characters. Yeah.
1: animation Uh, here's here's another fun part um when you do smugglers run millennium falcon smugglers run Mm -hmm. attraction at galaxy's edge the animatronic that you see when you walk into the the bay before you head down the the uh, gangway to falcon is Mm -hmm. jim cummings doing the voice of the animatronic yeah and before you enter the cockpit or anytime there's a little live action blurb that is not jim cummings in makeup It is another actor, and I believe he is doing a close impersonation of Cummings, Hondo. Hmm. But then I believe in the ride itself, once you're flying the ship, since you don't really see Hondo at all at that point, anything you hear there is Jim Cummings so but i would love to see jim in a in a live action or involved in live action even if it's him doing the voiceover for it yeah which is the way i potentially see them doing it sort of like uh ray park and sam whitworth mm-hmm. with uh with maul gee that looks familiar wonder where you got that one from Cause i've got one too it's still in the box uh any other final thoughts guys
2: not
1: really i think that covers it for this week I think so, too. Um, the only thing else I could see that I think would take too long to really get into um, is on comicbook.com. They have a story talking about the new Andor trailer confirms the franchise's timeline. And it's, and it's right where we have talked about anyway. Yeah, there's uh,
0: really no new information in there because I actually watched that trailer and stuff, too. So.
1: it's It's roughly five years after Kenobi, which is about the same time period Rebels begins. So we are, we are doing parallel time with Star Wars Rebels first season for for part of this for part of the series because we we didn't know that Rebels was going to lead into um, Rogue One until Rogue One came out because the series didn't end until after and then we come to find out the final episode I think aired after uh, Rogue One was released. And I was like okay well this is how they carry it through um, but that that gives us a little insight on why we didn't see Cassian in rebels I think that's something we could talk about next week if Rogue one came out before rebels ended and there was that tie-in would we have seen Cassian possibly in the Rebels in uh, the rebel series That's a future future conversation but other than that I think the only conversation we need to have now is give the evacuation code signal. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!